it's time for this town to get down. You got Johnny. Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? We all in critical condition, babies. But you can tell me where it hurts. Because I got the healing prescription here from the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. Now, I am talking about your 50,000 watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. This podcast has adult language, adult humor, some adults, adults attending horror movies, adults playing doctor. Did I mention adults? Watch out for the boogeyman. Don't ever fall asleep cause they have such sights to show you or Jason will get ya so hide behind the chainsaws and always remember the pentaverate should never be exposed and this show not intended for children. So keep adulting and put the kids to bed. Don't feed after midnight. Don't get them wet. Leave the baby monitor on and don't forget to feed grandma tapioca pudding. Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent-looking podcast. So we go. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only me. Alrighty, it's. Dre Tattoo Squid Podcast here with Rust and the Infectious Grooves, which is a good name, but I love that band. It's funny. The person who came up with the name for our podcast, there's three of us on the show, myself, Kyle, and uh, my best friend in the whole wide world, Michelle. And Michelle named the show, and she has never, at the time, had never heard of that band. And yeah. still, as to my knowledge, has never even heard their music. And so it's like people always ask us that, oh, is it, are you guys connected to the band? I'm like, no, the person that named us never even heard of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is like awesome. We call because I'm like, when I saw the name and I'm like, holy shit, fucking, uh, yeah. t- I, I forgot the last name of the, the, the bass player that was uh, Rob Tagio. Yeah, he went on, yeah. he's in Metallica now. Yeah. So it goes from that one. And then you got every guys that used to be in Suicide Tendency. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. You know, that is fucking crazy. But, I was a skater kid growing up, so I knew about all yeah, those bands. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that bad brains. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. Oh, yeah, and, so when, when she said it, we were just spitballing names a couple of years ago. And when she said it, I said, well, I don't know. Don't you think everybody will think of infectious grooves? And she was like, what's that? <laughs> I, was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, okay. What's that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like a band that was, yeah. you know. It was a huge, yeah. yeah so we, she, spends, she spends a lot of our show um, wondering what's going on, though. So it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always getting like, it's always good to get an outside ear, you know, to hear mm-hmm. it and all that. And then, um, you know, and I've always wanted to try to get like a, a, a co-host myself, you know, just to, to re- release the, the monotony of the whole thing. Sure. You know. Cause I mean, I'm doing good as it is. Uh, you know, I mean, like I'm doing the whole promoting. I'm, you know, like like you've seen, we call again all the guests and well, yeah, everybody, uh, right. and then trying to do the art stuff and you know, uh, thank God we called. You know, when you go and do the merchandise, you know, all I had to do was get all the the stuff and then let other people fucking do it. So yep, you know. 
But. Yeah, there's a lot to it. We do the show we do weekly and we, it tends to be about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes because it's very conversational between the three of us. Yeah. But the, the YouTube channel that we have is pretty much me working out of my own vinyl collection and sharing stuff. And yeah. those videos are rarely over 10 minutes because I can't bring myself to talk for more than, you know, 10 minutes <laughs> at a time on one particular uh, thing. So generally for that, those are quick burst type things you know whereas yeah. the show is more conversational so we have and like i say we spend a lot of time stopping the show to explain things to michelle so it's, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, the one thing is the three of us have wildly different tastes yeah. and uh i'm the oldest of the three of us and so a lot of times she will ask an honest question like uh you know like oh were the beatles only around for that short period of time like really you know or what like honest questions it's not like i'm you know i make it out to sound like she's an idiot she's not an idiot by any means she just doesn't have the width of musical history knowledge that i yeah, do and so she'll yeah. ask a lot of honest questions you know um and her taste is definitely her taste we do album reviews on the show uh every other episode is an album review and we reviewed pet sounds by the beach boys and i thought that we were just going to spend an hour talking about how one of its the greatest records of all time and she gave it a five out of ten and <laughs> went on about how it didn't impress her all that much <laughs> and so it doesn't hit everybody yeah know? yeah so i learned i learned that yes yeah i mean there, there's like there's stuff like well i mean i listen i listen to everything so okay technically i don't listen to everything i don't listen to country i don't you know but if you're talking about like heavy metal with a mixture of country then yeah okay i listen to that sure sure but you know like typical if i just listen to country i'm like no nah, i wouldn't do that or you know whatever but you know between rock classic rock you know opera not opera. Mm -hmm. oh shit what did i fucking say that rap <laughs> sure you know and then um you know and then you got all the other stuff like and my wife when i was married uh my wife was listening to like dave matthews and and uh uh david gray and uh yeah, yeah. And other other different people which i can't remember right now um and i was listening and i actually went to my first like dave matthews concert like in jersey and and i was floored i was like wow and like yeah. and, and you know my my spotify which that's what everybody's talking about now about spotify but um which I don't really know anything about. Uh, they were like, you know, that's what I have on mine, where I have David Gray or sometimes uh, David Allen Co. You know, which you know he always gets in with Damage Plan with a you know dime bag and mm -hmm. and um, uh, Vinnie Paul. Oh yeah. You know? So when they had the band Rebel again, Rebel meets Rebel. Oh yeah. And. Actually, which is funny because there's a guy that uh that uh break on through podcast. They do, you know, he does everything. He does a podcast for his dad, but mm -hmm. he talks to people about music and what they love. And surprisingly, he didn't give you guys a call, you know, because yeah. you know you guys are like you know seriously into like music, music wise for sure, yeah, you know. And then oh, I feel like everybody makes the rounds to everybody eventually. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? I mean more likely he will, you know, because he does too. He does well. I mean. He does one and his wife doesn't know it, but he's in that one as well. So he does like the the music part and she does like it's called For the Booze, mm -hmm. which let me write let me write this out for uh uh unroll mentions. <laughs> um you know, for the booze and uh which that is like a uh you know a, a, like a supernatural, like anybody that's gonna like 
they talk to like ghost hunters and yeah yeah you know um what was the other one da, 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 um shit i forgot oh break on through uh so now where are you guys uh you're, you said you're based in detroit michigan right yeah. where fucking cm punk no it's different no i think cm punk chicago yeah i'm 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 losing it <laughs> If you're uh, you're doing wrestlers, I know we claim Kevin Nash for sure. Yeah. Um, he and I actually live just west of downtown Detroit, um, and I think Kevin Nash is from a town called Westland, which is like five minutes from my front wow. door. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we and I know there's a ton of rhinos from here. There's a bunch of different wrestlers that are from Michigan in general and Detroit. Oh yeah, general. rhino too, right? Yeah. 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 yeah he's he's still fucking going, man. He's yeah. like killing it as it is um mine is undertaker but he's not around over here he's from texas as it is but you know right, I, got the, I got the the undertaker nice. symbol right on yeah um and uh but you know for us in long island is our uh you know mick foley so oh yeah there you go that's a great claim to fame. You know, which which you know we gotta do a hush hush because mick foley is santa claus on certain days you know <laughs> right but uh uh yeah, hold on, Undertaker, Mick Foley. Yeah, but now he's like, you know, Mick Foley's all over the place now. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. you know, he has like a, he's always doing books as it is, and um, yeah. But I mean, when you're doing your music and everything else, do you like pick like a, a subject between all views, or just like you know, I'm just going to play this? So we've been at it for about two years now. And the first year we covered what I feel are a whole lot of basic stuff. Uh, the first concerts we ever went to, uh, you know, the first uh, albums we ever bought, uh, you know, just what I feel is like basic stuff like that. And one thing that we said from the beginning is there's enough negativity out in the world. So everything we do is always um, best of or most underrated type subjects because we could probably get a million more clicks if we were to do most overrated whatever right because that we're oh if we do that then we're always insulting something that someone loves so instead of riling a bunch of people up that way we've gone about it where we are constantly talking about music we think more people should listen to or artists people maybe haven't heard of or or even like take a huge artist um like you say, like the Beatles, obviously huge. Yeah. Uh, Michelle and I have had a debate our whole life over I prefer the White Album and she prefers Rubber Soul. So we'll do an episode on that, you know. So oh, we're okay. both we're both saying these things are great and here's why I think one is better than the other, you know. And it's just a positive yeah, yeah. way to look at it instead of doing an episode going uh, Rubber Soul is crap and here's why, you know. Um, so we did that for a long time. And then about, I don't know, coming up on a year, we had a lot of listeners being like, you know, man, I really would love to hear you guys review this album I love or that album that I love. Um, so it evolved into literally now every other episode of the show is an album review. And again, yeah. we, we don't we don't sit around and go like I, we've we've had albums that we've given low ratings, but we always try and find something positive to say about it instead yeah. of, you know, just oh, this is garbage. And we have come down from the mountain to tell all of you that this is garbage, you know. <laughs> Um, do not listen to this it's garbage <laughs> yeah you know and then there's other things too that happen like if things happen in the news where um you know a, a perfect example we started this show 
about three weeks before all of the lockdowns happened. Yeah. And I've been to, let me put it this way. I literally stopped counting concerts around a thousand and it's been probably five years since I stopped counting how many concerts I've been to. So one of the big things of the show was going to be, Hey, and then all of us are going to go see so-and-so and and then we'll report back and we'll do an episode. Well, three weeks into the show, we couldn't have concerts anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 So we'll do things like, um, you know, if uh, an artist is going to do an entire huge tour and then that gets postponed, we'll talk about the ins and outs of it and the hows and the whys, Um, you know, and luckily we've all had chances to go to concerts, uh, at least some since, uh, since things are starting to move a little bit again. Uh, But, but then even two weeks ago, right before we went to record, the show we had a whole topic we were going to talk about and one of my co-hosts kyle was going i mean he went off about a rapper that he loves put out this um his new single and it was just like straight rock like it was not even a little bit of hint of rap and um kyle was like oh i hate when people do that it's you know you know he's just doing that to get money like you know trying a different genre to see if it'll stick and i was like well let's do a whole episode on that because some artists have done it very successfully and others haven't and that's what literally the episode that just came out this week that's our topic because who was the the rapper actually it's a guy i'm not familiar with named yellow wolf and uh and that's one thing kyle brings to the show he brings so much diversity uh like we do a segment every single week called our jammy jams where we literally just talk about what we've been listening to whether it's new music or not um and uh and again, that's just to say, here's what we were listening to. Here's why I was listening to it, you know, and to get more people to listen to mm-hmm. more music. And every single week, I'm not saying this to be funny. Kyle will be like, I was listening to this guy, this guy, and this guy. And I'm like, I've never heard of any of those people. Tell me about them, you know? So, yeah. um, and it works because it, you know, the audience gets informed on them, or there might be a listener who's like, how do you not know who yellow wolf is? You know, much like yeah, yeah, yeah. if Michelle asked me a question, you know, and uh, I might say, how do you not know that about Pink Floyd? You know, somebody in the audience is probably like, boy, I'm glad she asked that, you know? Yeah. Like, so, oh, I didn't know that either. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that just comes out of nowhere. Like um, just whatever is going on in music short of politics. And I know sometimes that's a fine line, but we just don't, you know, I just don't, there's too much noise going out there with politics. So we don't ever address any, uh, anything, uh, politics or, or religion wise. And, um, the biggest thing is no matter what we're going to cover, we try very hard to find a positive way to cover it. Um, even if it's something huge and negative, like all of the lockdowns, we, during that time, we tried to find other topics that we could talk about instead yeah. of just every episode going, oh, I wish we were at concerts, you know, like, you <laughs> well, know, they do have, uh, there was certain bands that had like Lamb of God. <clears throat> they had, they did like the, the, uh, YouTube, uh, thing where they did like a single and they did it through, different uh video um video yep. takes they yep. did we like, covered uh, a lot of that stuff and had fun with it like post malone is yeah. a, a rapper and he did a live thing from his house that was a tribute to nirvana you talk yeah. about out of left field you know that was <laughs> exciting for us to watch and um plus many artists were still really doing big releases uh during the the lockdown so a lot of albums got pushed back but there were album artists that were putting big releases out so we yeah. were talking about that and everything just again not to sound no pun intended not to sound like broken record but it's about finding positive ways to put a spin on everything i for years i was 
uh, I call myself a recovering music snob for years. Yeah. I was that guy that was like, whatever you listen to isn't as good as what I listen yeah, to. Yeah, and yeah, I, know. I, I can't that, yeah. believe you haven't heard this album. And, uh, I finally got tired of my own crap and <laughs> just decided instead, Hey, let's talk about as many positive things as we can instead, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But tell me about what we call how, how Cinderella came around, who picked that out? Uh, oh, as far as the band, the band Cinderella, that was me. Uh, I'm a oh, okay. huge, huge uh, Cinderella fan. And again, that comes mostly from my age. Like, I don't think yeah. I could, I don't think I could force Kyle to listen to Bashar or to uh, Cinderella because he's about 10 years younger than me. So he's probably, yeah. you know, not all that into it. But uh, I have a ridiculous amount of records of all genres that I keep. And we have people over every Friday and half for almost nine years now, way, way, way before the podcast started um, to spin records. And we just listen to whatever, wherever the mood takes us. And yeah. um, I recently just started posting some of the records we're spinning on Twitter, which is how, you know, you saw that. And you yeah. know, that's how we ended up getting connected. And, uh, you know, I, that same night though, we listened to an Elvis Presley live album and we listened to the latest Billie Eilish record. And, you know, yeah. it's so, we just go wherever the, the mood takes us. But uh, Cinderella is just such an underrated, oh, I know. fantastic yeah. band. And, uh, you know, only we, Peace Festival. Oh, <laughs> don't even don't even get me started, man. <laughs> uh, a huge fan. And, and Tom Kiefer, I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him a couple of times. And he's just the nicest dude. Like yeah. both times that I met him, he was a super nice dude. Yeah, back so. in the day, like in the 80s and all that, and maybe not. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. always tell people that I got to meet Roger Waters, and they always say, don't meet your heroes. You know, like yeah. Roger, Roger Waters is my favorite songwriter of all time. And he is notorious for his ego and not getting along with people. Yeah. And I met him about, it's 2022 now. I want to say about eight years ago. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I met um, what I call old kind Roger. Like he's like in a lot, he's just a nicer guy now than he yeah. used to be. And I'm glad yeah, I met yeah. him now. Cause if I met him in 1987, I would be like, boy, I used to be a Pink Floyd fan, you know? <laughs> so, so I met Roger and he was an a-hole, you know? Yeah. Cause I used to like, when I, I mentioned this to you on uh we call it messaging and all that, we call it Cinderella. I used to go and yes, folks, I had tapes. There were tapes and the mm -hmm. younger people are going to be like, what the hell are tapes? You'll find out. They're probably going to come back like records do. Right. And, um, you know, I had this like with the Walkman and everything else. And I put it in there and I'm listening to it. So like very first one was not my very first rock album. My first rock album was like UFO. Oh, yeah. I you just know? I just bought a UFO record two days ago. I can't remember what the, the, the album was because I was like so young and I would just start picking up because, you know, you, you have siblings that would pick out different shit. They don't really listen to the same stuff, you know. When it starts growing and when you get older, then yeah, they'll start listening to mm -hmm. like me and my brother, we go like he was more into like rap when he was younger. So he was doing that phase, you know, he was doing rap. Yeah. I was doing rock. But then <laughs> to the fact that I on my birthday, I went to the mall with my cousin and his girlfriend, now wife. Um, and they're like, listen, we're gonna go, you know, whatever. Uh, music you want to get you know we'll buy it for you i'm like all right so i got the motley crew girl girls 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 album yes sir fucking love that shit and then then i bought slayer now i did not know what i was getting into when i bought slayer because well they bought slayer 
when I when I got split and I put that tape in that tape player <laughs> and yeah. then I'm like listening to Mother Crew like on the way home and I'm like fucking yeah you know and this is when you can be able to sit in the back of a pickup truck and not have to worry about right, right. safety fucking laws and shit yep. and just listen to it like screaming and blah 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 and then I was trying to get home I'm like oh let me try this one and then listen to Slayer I turn it on and it's like and I'm like, holy shit, I think the tape is fucking going fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because I did not know how fast fucking Slayer was. And then that's how me and my brother got, you know, kind of like, you know, he was, more, you know, I listened to Slayer too, but he's like a major fan of Slayer. Sure. I was like doing Slipknot, no, Lamb of God, you know, like all different kinds of stuff. And I hear what you mean. When I was a kid, this is, well, obviously this will way date me, but uh, my brother and I went to a Kmart together and he, I bought uh, at, the, at the time, the latest Culture Club record, which I'm still a huge Culture Club fan. But uh, at the, that, day, yeah. that, that day I bought Culture Club and my brother bought um, Shout at the Devil. They were both, oh, nice. they were literally like new albums at the time, right? Yeah. So we come home and I'm all bopping around listening to my Culture Club record having the time of my life. And then I hear Shout at the Devil coming from my brother's room and I'm like, uh, I'm going to need to borrow that tape that you bought. You yeah. know, like, so I hear, I hear exactly that. And then my older brothers got me into rush and all that. And I always give my one brother a hard time because I remember not long after that, I brought home a run DMC album and uh, it had nothing to do with race or anything. My brother just was just the rock guy and he wanted nothing to do with rap. And he said, you will, you will never play that in my CD player, you know, and uh, that's not real music. And every time my brother now goes to my record bins to pull like the beastie boys or, or Eminem or something, every time I'm always like, Oh, uh, it looks like somebody finally, uh, finally wants to hear some rap. Yeah. How about that? On this side now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So yeah, mine was like, uh, oh, what the hell was it? We were, you know, like you say, diversity and everything else. So we always go into different stuff. So ours was mostly uh, Cypress Hill, you know. So we're listening to Cypress Hill, BC Boys, like you said, you know, Run DMC. Uh, mine was also DOS Effects uh, sure. and uh, like numerous other ones. And actually, one guy was like, and I and I hate to admit this. There is a song from Gerardo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rico Suave. Yeah, that's the only fucking song I have. Oh, I didn't have the other yeah. one, but I'm like, I like that song because it just, it was catchy. Oh, yeah. You know, so I put that on my playlist, too. So that comes on. My friends are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, Dude, I had a guy, I have a couple of uh, arcade machines down here, and I had a guy coming to do some work on one of them. And uh, I just, through on a Spotify playlist that I made of like 70s, 80s, 90s stuff. Yeah. And a song by Lisa, Lisa and Cult Jam came oh, out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This guy pulls his head out of the back of this arcade cabinet. He goes, it has been 30 years since I've heard this song. Would you turn that up? You know, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'll turn that up. You know, so. Dude, I'm going in your house, man, because we you got like the arcade games and hell yeah music, man you know. hell yeah and this i promise this isn't a shameless plug check out the youtube channel when you see the other end of this room with the records you'll be like what oh <laughs> no i'm gonna check it out man i'm gonna check yeah. it out you know i don't drink but it looks like i do because i got the drinking glass uh, the drinking yeah, yeah. glass but uh. yeah we've been having people over literally to this house for about nine years now and we just i encourage people to bring their own records or pull from you know, my collection. And uh, I mean, you think a side of an album is 
20 minutes, you know, yeah. an, actual, an actual LP. If somebody brings over something and I truly don't like it, uh, it's going to be over in 20 minutes, you know, and they like it. So we throw yeah, it on, yeah. you know, but I will tell you this, I've probably been turned on to conservative effort, hundred artists in the last eight years or so of people just being like, Hey man, can you throw this record on? And then two songs in, I'm like, well, I have to, I have to buy this now, yeah. you know, like, so uh, and, and I've done the same for other people, like for Cinderella, for example, I have a couple of friends of mine, friends of mine that are probably 10 ish years younger than me. They put on Cinderella. They, oh my God, who is this? You know, Cinderella, what, you know, like <laughs> you, you know, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah, it turns out they're just a blues rock band. They just had a, a, a persona that, yeah puts them in one file you know but when you listen to it it's just blues rock and i one guy was like how are these guys not bigger than aerosmith they do what aerosmith does but better and i was like tell everyone you know, <laughs> you know? Like, that's the only way it'll help well the only thing now they can't really do anything with uh, the guitarist because he passed away jeff yeah. and uh yeah. and and we, we we had to get into since we're talking about music and mm -hmm. this person I have followed, well, I mean, not followed, but I mean, he's like my idol, even though it's an actor, but he plays a DJ, you know, Howard Hessman, he passed oh, yeah. today um, at, I don't know what age, I, I just seen it that he passed away, I didn't see the age, it just threw me for a Early little. 80s, I think. Yeah, and uh, and I did an episode where, and I'm, I, you know Wolfman Jack, right? So you know music, you know yep. Wolfman Jack. Mm -hmm. So I used to love listening to Wolfman Jack. Now, yeah, people, yeah. if you're listening to this and and you know you're like wondering who the fuck is Wolfman Jack, think of it like a werewolf, half werewolf, you know, with uh, uh, highlights, you know, somewhat, yeah, 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 yeah. and a really dark, you know, deep voice going, "Hey, that's Wolfman Jack," like he been smoking a carton of cigarettes for about ten years. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. And sounds like you had a carton a day habit, yeah, yeah, or like that. You just smoked it all away, and that was it, you know. And then, you know, you got Wolfman Jack going on there, and then oh, wait, I gotta write that down. So that would be a good fucking picture, I tell you, because uh, you know, Wolfman Jack, and um, I got Howard Hessman on here, yeah, I do. And then, uh, um, because I was listening to him, but then I seen Howard Hessman as Dr. Johnny Fever. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, on WKRP in Cincinnati. Yes, sir. And that's how my life turned around. Somewhat. I mean, it turned around like that. But I never really followed through on going to do, uh, you know, radio. Yeah. You know, like everybody's talking about DJ. This, DJ. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go and spin records like you know ones and twos and all that. This is like you're doing like z like z100 or you're yep. doing uh fucking serious radio yep kind of stuff and then you're just talking your shit like we're doing now yeah, yeah. and then you just play a fucking you know a cd or whatever they do on the on the thing yeah you know? dude let me tell you what my guy was casey Kasem, yeah. number one with a bullet man and you know what I, I tell people all the time i'm like if you want to know how i ended up the way i am all you have to do, and it's funny because now there's a, a channel on iHeartRadio. Like if you download the iHeartRadio app, there's a whole channel yeah. that plays nothing but Casey Kasem countdowns on yeah. like just the same ones that used to play when I was a kid. And you put that on for somebody and this cat wasn't just going, uh, uh, here's the new Prince. 
you know, he would, you'd hear the song start and then he'd go, uh, you know, here's a song that Prince wrote with his bass player and his, you know, uh, guitar player. And they wrote it a year ago and it wasn't ready yet. And he just got it ready now. And so it's on his new album, you know, like, and that's how, I mean, you get a music education, just listening to the, to the countdown. Yeah. You know, and now it's like they, radio is so corporate now with all these corporate playlists and all this stuff. And uh, they'll even play the songs uh, faster to work in more ads. Like it's way more about the selling of the ads than it is the selling of the music. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and but my what... son, my son is will be 16 in two weeks and he loves Casey Kasem. Like he's probably the only 16 year old on earth listening to that channel constantly. You know, <laughs> they'll kids me like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah 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 well to both casey Kasem and who he's playing you know all these yeah, kids yeah. are probably like who the hell is cindy lopper you know yeah. <laughs> oh yeah you know girls have fun come on now yeah, yeah. so but that, was, that was for me i always tell people that i'm like if you ever want to know how i ended up who i am listen to one countdown from casey Kasem, and you'll be like oh that's why every time a song comes on russ has to tell us the whole story of how it was recorded yeah. <laughs> you know? true, true because yeah. he got it from casey yeah because i mean uh we call it uh now we're talking about music we got to talk about mtv oh yeah um you know but now mtv doesn't really have the music videos i mean they right. may have it i don't know but you know and i said this numerous times on different episodes of you know i'm like listen if they bring it back that's fine but why would you have uh you know music awards for videos that you don't even fucking show right i agree you know yeah. it's all like drama stuff that you have on there from different tv shows right yep. I mean, you know there was a time where the vmas were like an event in my house i've been like there i've been event. to one yeah and it was awesome i think the one with uh rosie o'donnell i think no not rosie o'donnell i'm sorry uh roseanne Barr. oh right on when, yep. when she when she uh you know did that one and me and my friend went and then it was like it was just fucking awesome it was just like you see all the bands playing and i forgot who the bands were but i know when we're walking out of radio city music hall yeah i bumped into like two of the members of anthrax nice like, on the street and all that was awesome. scott ian and and frank bellow i think nice and then it was just like but i didn't you know i didn't like you know say oh hey how you doing it's just like you know starstruck by way of a long story i accidentally had uh dinner with frankie bellow about five years ago <laughs> a friend of mine was in a band with him and my yeah. friend texted me and said hey do you want to go to dinner before the show i said yeah i showed up and he's standing there with frank bellow i was like i guess i'm gonna eat dinner with the guys from anthrax now yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was i was what you did is way cooler actually going to radio city for a vma but i was kind of on uh involved in a vma because i saw you two in concert in 92 at the silver dome here in detroit and they did a song via satellite on the uh, VMAs that night. Yeah, yeah. So like I was in the crowd for that with, you know, 90,000 other people, but, yeah. uh, but so that's like my connection to the VMAs, but uh, going to an actual show would have been amazing. Oh, I, I mean, it's like a blur. Like I said, it was like 90 something or whatever, or, sure. you know, or 2000, I think. I don't know. It's like somewhere around there, but then it was just like such a fucking blur. I don't even know. Like that was the only ones I really know who was in the, in there. Right. And then um, and then years after that, I was working in for a company. Uh, and my foreman, he was like, Hey, you want to go and see uh down? And yeah. I'm like, all right, who the fuck is that? I didn't really know who down was at first. Mm -hmm. And then he explained, it's like, well, it's the two guys from 
Pantera, you know, Phil Ensemble and Rex Brown. Rex Brown, and, yeah. Uh, you know, Kirk Weinstein, we call it from uh, Crowbar. And then Pepper Keen from Corrosion Conformity and Jimmy Bauer, you know, which is yep. those, uh, uh, other miscellaneous stuff around. He doesn't stay in one band. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right. So I figured he was blowing smoke up her ass, you know. So we got on a train, went to uh, Hammerstein Ballroom, and uh, we called, went down there, and he's like, oh, we're going to get the VIP sitting. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know. And then we got in there, and we sat, like, on the stage, which is right across from the stage. Right. Yeah. And they had, the, you know, the drinks over here, you know. And, <laughs> and the funny shit was, like, you know, it was, like, oh, you know, going on and in your ear. And all of a sudden, I went to go and get a drink, and I'm, like, I'm, my money's almost fucking gone already. I only brought, like, fucking 60 bucks. You know, and I forgot New York is expensive. And, yeah. and I get in there and it's like, hey, what's your name? I'm like, my name is loud. You know, I have to speak loud. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like we understand. And then also I thought that I thought that was it. Yeah. And then next thing I know, we call it's like, oh no, we're going backstage to the, the dressing room. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, cool. You know, and then I'm thinking, yeah. here. I'm like, all right, cool. So get in there. And I, I don't know, you, you see all the uh, misconceptions of being like backstage. And, oh, it's do- totally different than what people think. Yeah, it, yeah, what they it? think. It's like, oh, you're just going to go there and hang out there. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It is mayhem. Yeah. You know, it's fucking mayhem. I'm walking in there. And it's like, you know, you get your basic stuff. They get the spread, like the food over here. They got the liquor over here. Everybody's hanging around, smoking. You know, you're just walking in through London and shit, you know. And, and yeah, yeah. you're like, holy fuck. And I'm a smoker at that time too. And I'm like, fuck. But um I've only been to uh, one concert in New York City my entire life, and it was at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah. It was uh, the only time, only show I've ever been to New York for ever. And it was uh Guns N' Roses at the Hammerstein Ballroom in 2006 Oh shit. Yeah. The yeah, only time this 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 shit was just fucking crazy because they came around with a pipe. They came yeah, out yeah. of not not a pipe pipe, but like you know the oh hello how are you kind of pipe you know. So my foreman is known to dabble uh, in with the a little substance that comes from you know the the, the other country. Sure, uh, sure. You know the little the little mm, yeah. So uh, you know then he's like oh don't 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 smoke that you don't know where that came from. I'm like this coming from a guy that those coke on the fucking table you know i'm like like, how am i gonna take your word for it you know so i smoked it and i'm like all right cool i was fine you know we drank beers you know rex brown called me andre the giant you know and i'm like cool and then then i'm like all right that's it no we went on the fucking tour bus i was like shit i can die and go to heaven right now yeah 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 yeah. I'm like, That's and it. it's cool when you get to hang around guys and they're cool like that. Like yeah. I've had more than a few, I've had a couple experiences getting backstage and being like, you are, you are quite an asshole, you know, but I, I'm a lot of the experiences I've had have been like, wow, this dude is, this dude is every bit as cool as I wanted him to be or, you know, like, and, and it's great when that happens, you yeah, know, Kirk, Kirk Weinstein and, and the only ones I really interacted with, was Kirk Weinstein and Rex Brown. I haven't really talked to Jimmy Bauer because she was like running around as it is. Phil is like 
half in a bag somewhere in the corner. And Pepper Keen, I think, was just drinking somewhere else or whatever. So I don't, I haven't really met or talked to him, but I talked to Kurt Weinstein. I actually had Kurt Weinstein's number after that. So I had it on my cell phone when cell phones were starting to get big. And not to make a long story short, uh, which is kind of late now, but uh, one New Year's Eve, I went to my brother, my brother-in-law's uh, bar. He was bartending. So I went down there and we were all like drinking and shit and sit there and all of a sudden my phone starts ringing. And I'm like, I look at it, it says Kirk Weinstein. I'm like, I'm like hey, hello. You know, he goes, yeah, you called me? I'm like, and he goes, who's this? I'm like, it's Dre, you know, Big Joe's a friend. And he goes, oh, hey, uh, happy new year. Did you call me? And I'm like, no, motherfucker, you called me. And all of a sudden he's just like, okay, well, I'll talk to you later. I'm in Japan. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, but he's trying to listen to this going like, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I don't remember that shit from like way back when, but it's twice I think I met him uh jones beach in long island and hammerstein ballroom in the city and then that was about it so yeah know. yeah hammerstein i only went there the one time like i said it's the only show i've ever seen in new york city but the venue seemed cool as hell to me like and, and the show itself was great and i know that venue is known for a lot more than just rock shows i mean the history of wrestling there and everything but uh the oh, yeah. show the, the show that i went to was dynamite it was absolutely fantastic show from gnr and uh yeah. i was just blown away it was a great show that night and then it was a real whirlwind i've been to new york city several times mostly for work trips and whatnot uh but that particular trip was just whirlwind like in and out to see that show but it was it was quite an awesome experience and uh i, I didn't even at the time i didn't even realize that the um history of the venue or anything you know and afterwards yeah, i kind of yeah. looked saw like how much had gone on there i do i really do want to get back to new york city to see a show at uh, madison square garden yeah. at some point just because it's a historic music event well the first record i ever bought in my entire life was elvis live at madison square garden so yeah. uh you know i'd like to go back to see a show specifically there for those historic purposes i don't even think i ever been to madison square garden actually that's know. i've been inside madison square garden but for a work event not for like it wasn't a concert it was for yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, like a work event and i was in there i was like i'm in here for the wrong reasons you know i mean the ones i've been to i think was more like nassau coliseum kind of thing seeing stuff like with uh you know wrestling right uh, shows i haven't really been i haven't seen that much of like I said, I'm going to date myself on this one because back when the Jones Beach, my, uh, not my very first, well, maybe my very first, first concert, you know, it was like Damn Yankees, uh, Poison, and Firehouse. Hell yeah. You know, that show today. Yeah. And that, that was just like, I was like, wow. And then my sister and, and my friend's girlfriend, we could, they, they were just fucking high because all the fucking weed was going around. Oh, yeah, I bet. But yeah. they weren't smoking it, but it's just like it was open area and you smell that and you're, you're be like, hey, hi. Yeah, <laughs> dude, know? I hear you. I'm, you know, I don't, I mean, I've dabbled here and there, but I don't, I've never had really serious use of any, any pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And whew, you go yeah. to some concerts and it's like, well, I guess I'm doing this now. Like it's just yeah. so much all around you that, you know, like, I mean, I'm a huge Pink Floyd fan. Uh, 
So almost every time I've seen any member of Pink Floyd or the guys together or anything, it's like, as soon as the music starts, you're like, well, I guess we're all getting high. Like, yeah. you know, like this is just going to happen. Wait, which is, which is funny. Uh, there's a, a venue. I forget what the name of the venue is, but uh, there, <laughs> there was a venue that me and my friends went to and it was just crazy. We call it, it was just like, you know, all young people hanging out. I'm like, all right, cool. And then the band, they had Slaughter there. And I'm like, okay, I know who Slaughter is. But then it's like, oh, open up for them is Trash Can Baby. I'm like, okay, I think I heard that name before. And then I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, cool. And then it's like a sitting establishment. It's basically not a lot of fucking people. It was just like, it was cool though. You know, it was like a nice little hangout, but you had to go out like, a certain amount but right yeah you know, that's not like if i was going to go to the ritz or something yeah you know? that's one thing that is nice about where i live i'm i'm about like from my front door to downtown detroit is about 15 minutes and oh, nice down there is every venue size from 200 seater to 100,000 seater yeah. so and detroit is obviously has a major history as a music city so everybody whether they just put out their first record and they're touring in a van or they're on their, you know, retirement tour yeah. and they can fill the hundred thousand seater. Everybody comes through here. So yeah. we see nowadays with the prices of tickets and, 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 and the fact that I've seen everybody I've wanted to see, you know, a hundred times yeah. uh, nowadays we'll go downtown and catch a show for, you know, 10 bucks and two bands we've never heard of by, you know, be impressed by somebody's record. And, and then that ends up being the only time, well, let me put it this way. Uh, about 10, probably a little over 10 years ago, we went over uh, to a thousand seater to see someone who was not big at the time. Our tickets cost $18 and 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, we were very impressed by her and bought her second record at the time. And uh, I told everybody that I would listen to, oh, man, when this girl comes back, he guess she was something else. And uh, now she charges like $500 a seat and it's Adele. So, <laughs> you know, so that type of stuff is like the band Fun is a recent band that has that became huge. And we saw them at St. Andrews Hall, which seats like 800 people for yeah. 12 bucks you know and again i was telling everybody that would listen oh my god we saw this man they were so great you know and then the next time they came around the tickets are 100 bucks before service fees and all that so you know so i'm like okay well i guess i'm good with the show i saw you know yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, paying definitely. all that you know paying a bunch so i i love that about detroit that i if i so choose i can go catch whoever elton john billy joel whatever you know like the big acts that come through yeah. um, or or i can go downtown and catch whoever that no one's even heard of yeah, you know, fifteen minute drive. Yeah. I think my one band I really want to see that I really love is Devil Driver. Yeah, and it, people, if you haven't seen or even heard of Devil Driver, you gotta get the earlier albums and listen to it. It's really good. Uh, the videos are unmistakably like the most awesome fucking videos I've ever seen, especially sure. one. And I'll, I'll give this prop like every time I talk about it because I love this video. It's uh, but I'm, I'm trying to remember the the name of the song that uh, for whom the uh, you know not, not not for whom the bell tolls but uh, all that wanders or for who all that wanders or something like that. Um, and you look at the video and it's a very um, oh I'm trying to remember the the. Uh, 
the name of the director that did like Dust of Dawn and uh, uh Robert Rodriguez. No, no, there was a the other one that did like uh uh you know death proof and uh tarantino yeah yeah or, quentin okay. tarantino and all that so it was more like a quentin tarantino-esque kind of video gotcha. sure you know so you have your 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 tie-dye-ish kind of like you know blinking lights but then you in the middle you see like you know the go-go dancers dancing but they're all in black right yep. you know but then you'll see like the band playing and they're in black too but then You'll see their face here and there. And just the, um, you know, the, the, the computer antics of the whole thing where there's like one lyric, he goes, oh, I got eyes of a dead man. And then his eyes turn dead. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Like in a split second, they went back to human like eyes. Right. And then, then they use like an x-ray vision kind of thing. And you see the whole body skeletal of them while they're playing. Right. You know, so like the drummer, he's going, you know, like really fast. And all you see is a skeleton going. Yeah, that's right. I was like, shit. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I, when I find out the, the name and then I'll, I'll mess it to you. And then you just like, you know. Yeah, right now. For sure. You know, and then, uh, and then it's just like, I'll watch that the whole time. And my girlfriend's like, again, really? Again? I'm like, yeah. Awesome. Look at it. There you, yeah, it's good to see when people do good visuals to go with their music now because a lot of it has become so derivative. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll, I try, I, I try hard not to be, you know, grandpa about it and be like, well, back in my day, we had Pink Floyd and they did real visuals, you know, like yeah. I, I try and be open to, you know, new things. So I'm always happy to check out something, you know, that's that's good on the arts, art side of Pink things. Pink Floyd's visuals are a little visuals right yeah 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 <laughs> but uh but then also like you were saying about like you know you're you have a, a co-host or whatever or, or somebody that's like really young that is like 10 years difference right same thing with me i i was working in pennsylvania i'm driving my friend home he his car was in the shop blah 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 and we're driving and i put my fucking you know uh mp3 player i think i had on going on i play my music and I think it was Poison that was playing, like the very old fucking Poison or something. Sure. And all of a sudden, after the guy just looked at me, he goes, who's this? And I'm like, you don't fucking know? Right, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, dude, the last time I heard something like this, I was like eight years old. You know, and I'm like, shit, really? Yeah, fuck? you know, well, it's still out there. You can still listen to it, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I know, but he was more like like how I am right now when I'm listening to like really thrashing heavy kind of like stuff and all. And I think that's all he was doing. Right. But, um, and even then, back then, it wasn't like, you know, like, oh, you know, the internet, you can go and be able to find out. This sure. Business. So, and then yeah, if like, somebody well, didn't, if somebody, you know, didn't have the CD on them, then there wasn't yeah. any way to go listen to it. Sure, I know yeah, you exactly. Mean. You know, it's like MP3. I'm like, oh, I just put everything into that because CDs are like, nobody doesn't really have a CD fucking player. Right. Yep. You I know? hear you. So then I was like, then I, and I put uh, that situation compared to the situation that I had with my dad. Now, my dad was like, you know, Elvis, like you were saying, you know, he was listening to Elvis. He'll listen to like anything Johnny Mathis, what a country, oh, yeah. whatever kind of shit going on. When I was younger, and I'm sitting there, and he's listening to like the radio stations, whatever. And I'm like, do we have to listen to this? 
you know, and, you know, he goes, oh, it's my favorite music and all that. So it didn't dawn on me until that, that fucking day. And I'm like, holy shit, I am my dad. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not dead, but I think we're all like that. You know, once your music, um, you you listen to it like forever, you know, all the fucking time. And it gets to a point where it's old age fucking music. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. no, they have a Slayer, I think, was on WBAB or like, you know, like a very like, <laughs> you know, sure. like, like, uh, uh, like modern rock. Uh, yeah. I, one of my co-hosts was uh, just texting me the other day and was just offended that the classic rock station here yeah. in Detroit, like the station that would play Boston and Zeppelin and all that. Uh, she says, I had to check the, uh, the dial on the radio three times. They played Rage Against the Machine on 94.7, which is our classic rock station. And I was yeah. like, that's because Rage Against the Machine is classic rock now. Yeah. Like the, the reason why they are playing that is because that's classic rock now. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I can't help you with that. Like that's, that's, that's a fact of life. Like time moved on and yeah. now it's as many years from when their first record came out as when we were kids and they were playing Led Zeppelin on the classic rock station. Like it just, it, that's classic rock now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like to the point where you listen to uh, like mine, I, I always try to listen to some new shit. Like even like if it's like heavy, heavy, heavy metal. You know, I think there was like a band called Ecto Ecto something. I forgot. I forgot what the last one was. I'm not good with names, as you can tell. Uh, but as it is, you know, it's like Ecto something, and it was like really mellow kind of metal. Right. But it like you can understand the lyrics a little bit. Not like all the other ones that you're like, what the fuck is it? You know. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you mean. Yeah. yeah, And I will say that's one thing that over the last nine years or so, us having people over to spin records and me encouraging people to bring stuff that they like has done a lot for me to keep up on newer artists. Like I've probably heard of a hundred artists in the last nine years that I would not have come into on my own without someone else bringing it and saying oh hey you should hear this you know and there's been plenty of people that i've said like uh oh my god how old is this record you know and they say oh no this guy just came out you know and i'm okay good because i had no idea that he existed you know um and that's been very good for me to to be able to uh keep up with anything new at all or or i wouldn't have an intake for it because you just listen to what's comfortable to you you know no definitely yeah definitely yeah it's like so what would be uh, the new kind of like albums you want to get now or that you don't have in your collection? Or, oh, you know? that's funny you ask. I just did a video on our YouTube channel like two weeks ago called like what's still on my wish list because yeah. of just stuff that I have never got around to owning. Um, and t- to be honest, the vinyl resurgence in the last five years or so has been a completely double-edged sword for me. Because on the one hand, everything is getting pressed on vinyl now, whereas you for it was a dead format for many years. And there were many albums that came out that I said, oh, man, I wish that would be on vinyl. And it wasn't, you know, yeah. now every now album, everybody, is on right. Vinyl. Yeah. However, that has also turned into the collector's market going insane and yeah. everything goes up in price super quick. So including record players yeah record well yeah record players for sure but the actual medium like i i in that video i was talking about and you mentioned them firehouse yeah uh i love that first firehouse record 
you yeah. can't find a copy of that on vinyl for under a hundred dollars. Yeah. Which yeah, is insane. You know, and we're talking if I would have looked around for somebody would have given me 10 copies of that five years ago. Oh yeah. You know, but now that vinyl is a big thing, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's rare, it just, the price just goes up immediately. And I get capitalism and I'm not being like, get off my lawn about prices, you know, but <laughs> the stuff that's on my wish list still is on my wish list still because the prices are insane for anything. And so I'm like, well, I'm not overpaying for that. When you, you know, you say, get off my lawn. It just like dawned on me. Ugly kid, Joe, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay, I'll get off my lawn. I'm like, ah. You know, and I will say too, I have a ton of records that I bought for very well, like re regular retail face value over the past 10 years that have skyrocketed in price. Like I never intend to sell any of my uh, records, but yeah, I could for a ridiculous amount of money <laughs> yeah. if I wanted to. And a lot of albums that I bought uh, at the time, I just wanted for whatever reason and have since become the album itself has become way more popular or it's out of print currently on vinyl or just vinyl in general is so popular that people can't find it. So all of that yeah. stuff just keeps escalating in price. Yeah, it's true. We call it, my question is when you do your, your uh, YouTube channel, right. And then you you play the music on your YouTube channel that you can't don't do it. it. Can't do it. Yeah. Nope. Cause copyrights. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I was wondering. Cause Yep. Can't do it. There's all sorts of, and trust me when I tell you, I've looked into this, like you wouldn't believe um, there are, if you ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers and people are going to say, uh, Oh no, you can play five seconds. You can play 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, no, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot play anything. And you, if you see people on YouTube or on their podcasts, playing uh, commercial music, one of two things, uh, one, they just haven't been caught yet. Yeah. Or uh, two, they'll be completely demonetized, like in any way, shape or form. Like if you try, for example, I would love to do videos on uh, different quality pressings, right? Like yeah. uh, the, you know, this version of this album goes for this much, but here's where, here's what the two sound like, you know, yeah. here's what the lesser expensive one sounds like. Can't even do an educational video like that. It'll instantly get pulled. And, yeah, yeah. and a lot of artists, a lot of artists are way worse than other ones and even within bands it's crazy so uh fleetwood mac for example stevie yeah. nicks understands technology and she understands that in order for her music to get turned on to a whole new generation that we're going to have to share it in the way that the generation shares music now right yeah so if i wanted to i could play any song that stevie nicks wrote with fleetwood mac on and, and never get never get approached by it. Yeah. Lindsey Buckingham, on the other hand, went to the Don Henley school of, I don't understand the young people. Yeah. And he will, if you put five seconds of anything, Lindsay, so same about rumors. If you take yeah. the album rumors, uh, Stevie wrote dreams and, and Lindsey put, uh, wrote never going back again. Yeah. If I wanted to, I could play dreams in, in a video and it would be fine. And as soon as I put five seconds of never going back again in there, it'll get the video will get taken down immediately. So it all goes, you know, yeah. within, within the Eagles, Joe Walsh is the guy who understands how technology works now. And Don, yeah. Henley, Don Henley would never, would rather none of us be able to share music, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Don Henley is tr actively trying to get guitar teaching YouTube videos to not be able to use Eagles material. And it's like, you understand that if this guy has a thousand subscribers, yeah, 
and he's teaching kids how to play. You understand that that's good for us, you and your art and everybody, right? And Don's like, yeah. nope, I wrote it and I should get paid for it. And that's it. And it's yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. it's all about the money, basically. You yeah. do not understand, man. You know, <clears throat> and some bands are way more litigious than others. And trust me, I've been all the way up and down this road. Uh, you know, because I tried it myself. I did because I just started out when I started out doing the, the podcast. Like, and I was explaining this to certain people, you know, when they came on for our guests and all that. Mm. And I, it might be like a broken record now, but, you know, no pun intended. Uh, but it's like I was. When I started, I didn't know anything about audio you know mm -hmm. so like this and everything else i just found out about how to be able to do zoom and everything else. right but then i was like i always want to be heard not seen because yeah. of the whole radio thing and then all of a sudden now i'm like i was doing video first right so i was doing youtube i'm like oh i'll just do this and then even though i didn't like doing it but i did it right and then i would set the video camera like in the garage i have my garage now when you say you got yourself downstairs in the basement we got like an apartment but we have a separate garage but the right. garage doesn't have any power as it is you know come on folks power please um but you know i couldn't be able to hook anything up to do something like this in my own garage with all right. the stuff that you can see yeah uh but i tried you know and i had there was nobody to help me out like co-host wise you know just to turn on the camera and just sit there and like turn it off you know i'll just come up turn it on and i'm like oh fuck it i'll grab my speaker and i'll play some music and then do like a like an intro for me sitting down and i'll just right. shut it off yep. and sure shit boom you know got fucking copyright fucking slammed you know oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know and dude then i like, tell you listen how how ridiculous it is i have a friend of mine <clears throat> who is in a very high profile band they're still very current very high profile band he emailed me written permission to use a song that he wrote as the theme song for our podcast he said oh yeah no he goes I, he said i said you know is there any way i could use this song and he said well you need two things if you're gonna uh if you're going to ever try and use copyrighted music in your uh production you have to have the written permission of the songwriter yeah. And you have to have the written permission of the person who holds the rights to the song at the time. Yeah. And I said, Oh, okay. So that's probably a whole mess. He said, no, I'm both. He goes, I wrote it and I, uh, and I have, and I hold the rights. So I'm, I'll write you an email and give you written permission to use that song. I said, okay, we put up our first three episodes and the first three episodes got taken down immediately. All three of them. I had to go and fight up a storm with all the podcast uh, hosts, you know, Spotify and everywhere where it got struck and go, here's an email from this person showing me permission. They say, oh, okay, okay, okay. Put the episodes back up, publish their next three episodes. They go down. I got to go through the whole rigmarole again. So instead, uh, I just ended up taking all of that off. And my brother is an extremely talented musician. He wrote me some music and we just use that because it's never been, you know, copyrighted or on anything. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bumper music. And truth be told, my whole point wasn't even like, oh, and we'll be the show that has that song as our theme song. Like, it's just, you know, I went through the proper channels and had, I, I can text this guy right now and be like, hey, can I use your song? And he will text back five minutes later. Yes. You know, yeah. but, but then it's so wrapped up in red tape yeah, that you can't even do that. Yeah, so it has to go from here to here to here to here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's a matter of what, in a way, it's what it's always been. The record industry yeah. does not understand its customer, 
at all never has and it's worse now than it ever has been like i'm out here doing a weekly show i do a weekly podcast and i do two youtube videos a week to be a salesperson for their product i'm an unpaid unpaid advocate for their product and they're trying to stop me from selling their product for them yeah what the hell you know, and so and it comes back to the question, well, then what the, what the hell do you care? What are you doing it for then? Well, it's for the artists. Yeah. You know, the artists are, have always been the ones getting screwed over. So I, what I do is to advocate on behalf of the artists. Uh, nothing whatsoever do I do for Sony Music or BMG or, you yeah. know, Island Records. What I do is for the people that, I, that have improved my life with the art that they've made for me to enjoy. Yeah. You know, and I would like more people to hear it. You know, would I love to play five seconds of a song and go, Oh, here's what I'm talking about. Sure. But you know, we, yeah, no, we, go I mean, around, we work around as much as we can, you know, I'm trying to see if I can, you know, cause I know a, a person, I know somebody that's like in production wise, but he's always been asked like many times. So now I'm like, all right, I'm not going to go on that. But then I got yeah. a friend of mine that is in a band and he's a DJ kind of person. So he could be able to like try to put something, but again, He's busy with his own stuff, so I haven't really touched base with him yet, but I really want to get my own kind of, you know, like theme song kind of thing, you know, nothing right. too, you know, nothing too crazy, you know, just like a low dirge kind of thing, like you're in the sea yeah. and, you know, and have like the, you know, the, the scream or something, I don't know, but, and then, you know, I'll go in there and just say, you know, well, you know, Tattoo Squid podcast, but then they can just go do something right yeah crazy with it but you know hopefully they're gonna be like oh okay that's gonna be like 500 i'm trying to get a house (laughs) right yeah well you know what there is there's a surprising amount of really good public domain music out there now like uh, again when you go look at the uh the youtube channel uh just the intro and outro music that we use for the youtube channel that's all public public domain stuff it's just like it's rock music that we found that's public domain and we use it and it's kind of our signature thing now, you know, like uh, the, the intro and outro of those. Yeah. Uh, and then my brother made uh, the music that we use on the show. So. Yeah. No, Cause like the stuff when I do, uh, um, cause like whenever I do like the episodes, mm-hmm. like with the, the guests and all that, and like, you know, like I said, we could write stuff down and everything else. And I would go and use, like, I'll go to a uh, soundboard it's called. Right. Oh yeah. Com and all that. And I'll yep. just type in, whatever like say like for instance like the last one i did was uh uh like the facts of life fucking theme song right and then that was on there so i'm like all right i'll just put this on the thing and you know it shouldn't be doing anything wrong you know right. on the soundboard.com sure. so it should be used maybe the way it is and different uh you know things of aspects of uh you know like wrestling or who's talking and and whatnot <laughs> But we've had the pleasure of doing some very big interviews of people that I, if we start, when we started the show, if you were like, you know, Hey, you're going to get to interview this guy one day, I would be like, that's, you made that up. That's not real. You know, yeah. and I can't even, I can't even play their music while I'm talking to them on my own show, you know, which is. Who, who's the one that you really want to have on your show that you wouldn't have talked to I, above anybody else? Like a I dream mean, guest. Yeah. Uh, that I haven't. Oh, I'm far and away. Roger Waters. I mean, he's my favorite songwriter of all time. Uh, you know, I did, I did meet him in person once, but uh, I mean, getting him on the show would be, a dream. I did have a guy that played in Pink Floyd on the show, which was 
amazing for me. Uh, you know, little old me down here with the same background I'm talking to you about right now. And then he shows up on the camera at his apartment in London, you know, and oh, I'm yeah. like, you know, when I first got into Pink Floyd, it's like, I saw that guy on the first Pink Floyd VHS concert that I ever bought, you know, and I'm like, now I'm talking to him, you know, to, for the show. Yeah. Um, but Roger Waters, hands down, I would just, you know, love to sit and pick his brain about some of my favorite lyrics of his, you know. Yeah. I mean, mine, mine would be, uh, like I said, Devil Driver, but the, the lead singer's name is uh, Des Fafara. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping I'm gotten that right. Um, but I would love to go and talk to him because he's kind of like the, because I have a friend, uh, my friend Key, you know, K-E, K-E-Y, you know, um, and he was in the music and everything else. And I've known him for like 30 somewhat years now. And but now he's a comedian as well, but he dabbles with the music still. But sure. when I look at Des, I'm also looking at my friend Key, and they're like the same type of person, right? You know, it's like they're laid back, they're fun going, you know. But then when you get them all, they kind of ticked off, you know, it's like, whoa, you right, you know, the animalistic side of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and it's like that. So it's like if I can get uh, uh if i can be able to talk to des to me it would be like i'm talking to my friend kate right know? right right because yeah. it'd be something i'd be more comfortable um but even though now i'm like i'm getting more comfortable talking with people different aspects of podcasts yeah yeah of course yeah yeah you know? it's not like uh like holy shit am i gonna do this right i'm like no i Everybody's telling me I talk too much. I might as well just fucking put it to use. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's what for years, anytime I talk to anybody about anything to do with music, people would just, oh man, you should have a music podcast. You know, so yeah. you hear that enough and you're like, okay. So finally we started uh just just over two years ago. And uh it's you know, it's been going real well. Like I say, and, and I will tell you this as far as wanting to get people on your show, I would throw everything at the wall and see what sticks, man. You wouldn't That's believe. You know, the, the, we've had people, uh, I'm a huge Black Crows fan, yeah. and I almost jokingly sent a tweet uh, to their drummer once on Twitter. Hey, you want to come on a podcast? And he was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. You know, it's one of my favorite drummers of all time, you know, and I got to interview him. And he, on top of that, he uh, ran his mouth a little bit about the uh, the Robinson brothers while he was on the show, like unprompted by me, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. blabbermouth.net picked it up and ran an article on, you know, so I'm like, oh. now I'm like, not only did I get to talk to the drummer of one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, but now a blabbermouth.net, a website that I've been reading for metal news for 25 years is running a story about my podcast, you know, and it came from me sitting on the couch being like, Oh, tweeted Steve Gorman's so come on the show. Yeah. And he just was like, yep. You know, so you never know, you know, like I, the people that I've got to talk to have been insane just from throwing yeah. stuff to the wall and see what sticks. No, so that's what I did. We caught, I did that for like, you know, major celebrity wise, you know, like Elvira, Johnny Depp, you know, and I just did that. But then I, I was watching, um, are you into like movies as well? Like, uh, ish. Let me say this. I'm the guy where, you know how I said I used to be about music where I would go, uh, you've never heard that album. How yeah, dare yeah. you? Okay. I'm the guy that 90% of the movies you're going to mention, I, you'll go, I can't believe you've never, you're kidding me, right? Yeah. You've never seen that movie? Like, that's how I am about movies. I just, all right, super I, an, never seen it. I swear okay. I'm not kidding. I, and my co-host, she makes jokes from it all the time. 
and I never laugh. And she's always like, oh, that's right. You've never seen Super Troopers. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, basically, we could, uh, like I said, there's a movie Super Troopers. There's a group called the Broken Lizard. Right. So I do know like, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like five guys. They're, they're, they're called Broken Lizard. Right. They do the, uh, the, the things from like, you know, they got movies called Beer, Beer Fest uh super troopers uh like numerous now, now beer fest i've seen yeah. <laughs> which is every time i'm in anywhere that has a large uh drinking vessel and i'm like das boot like you yeah. know and then and then exactly. everybody's like oh look he made a movie reference you know yeah and it's like uh there's no one called slamming salmons and uh you know what's funny about that i've never seen that but you know how youtube is constantly in your recommendations youtube is always recommending yeah. like that you watch movies yeah that is always in my youtube recommendations for some reason and because i'm always like i'm not probably. i'm not yeah i'm like i'm not gonna watch this movie please stop telling me to watch this movie yeah. but uh we call it, i i mentioned because i was watching like i said i was watching super troopers and i was watching that and and uh then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go and see what happens. And then I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm just watching Super Troopers. I'm like, hey, Broken Lizard, you want to go and and talk about it? Like, you know, do some shenanigans. And I right. was like, the one key thing that they talked about was shenanigans. You know, right, right, right. Like, for instance, because I know you probably won't know about it, but uh, there's a thing where you know somebody, uh, one of the guys did something. And it's like so cruel and heartless and all that, but he thinks it's funny. Right. But then the whole police or the highway patrol gets involved and they get like the shaft because of that one guy. So now here's the captain. He goes, and he's like the 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 overweight looking like Irishman. He goes, What are your guys doing? What what's going on over here? You know, are you getting this fight in this fight? He goes, What am I paying you for? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he goes, What's what happened? He goes, oh no, it was like Farva, you know, he plays all these like games, they're cruel and intentional, you know, it's like they're so mean. He's like, we do we do fun and happiness. And he goes, yeah, always is like very good shenanigans. And he goes, he goes, shenanigans. He goes, next time somebody says shenanigans, I'm gonna pistol with the next guy that says shenanigans. And then all of a sudden the guy's like, um, Farva, what's that restaurant that you like that has all the decorations and all that? He goes, shenanigans? And he pulls out his gun. Oh, here, go ahead, do it. That's <laughs> you know? great. So I typed that in there with the shenanigans. And within like a day, I got a like from Broken Lizard. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Broken Lizard, like my fucking comment. That's the first step. Let's see if oh, yeah, up. for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually do that again. We call it, I'm gonna put it on there. I'm like, so broken lizard. Have you thought about? Yeah, I, do, you never know, man. I, and you know, there's what hundreds of thousands of podcasts. I'm sure people get peppered with stuff all the time. Yeah. But you never know what kind of mood they're gonna be in. Like I, who the guy I interviewed, Steve Gorman. He could he might be the biggest jerk in the world. But I caught him at the right time. You know, he yeah. happened to look at that tweet and said, "Oh, sure, I'll come on." You know, and we um, hooked it up and. It was great. And, uh, you know, you, you never know, you know, and, yeah. uh, but that, on the other flip side of that coin, we've, uh, I've sent out, a t I've tagged a ton of people in, uh, tweets that I know will never, ever see it, you know, yeah. or, or reply or whatever, but you never know. There's like certain celebrities, like you figured they're, they're always like every celebrity that you have seen and heard of and, and all that, you know, you figured they'd be on Twitter because everybody's talking about Twitter when they're on the celebrity status. Oh, you know, I tweeted this, I tweeted that, blah, 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 blah. But then all of a sudden you're trying to go and tag them and they're not on fucking Twitter. You know, like Kate Beckinsale. That's another one I want to try to get on the show. You yeah. know, 
I'm like, hey, why are you dating a young guy? <laughs> you know, like that kind of shit. Or, you know, Elvira and Johnny Depp and, you know, anybody else or whatever, you know. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's a fun adventure podcasting. It, 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 it can't be for me. It's what you make of it. You know, yeah. and I mean, we, I have fun no matter what. I mean, I'm not really in it for the money as it is because I mean, yeah. honestly, we we all we always say this as a joke, and it's like you know, podcasting, we're not gonna see any money, you right, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it'd be nice when we do get money, you know. And I'm like, hey, that'd be cool. Whatever, that's good. I but, see that all the time from new shows. They're always like, oh, I put out three episodes. How do I start making money? It's like, uh, when you find out, you let me know. You know, yeah. we're we're a hundred plus. Uh, episodes of the audio podcast and just over a hundred videos on YouTube. And uh, yeah. we have, we have yet to see a dime from anybody. So yeah. when, when you find out where the money is, you let the rest exactly. of Exactly. That's, you know. I mean, the thing I was doing, I was like, I'm doing like what everybody else was talking about. Yeah. You know, like, like, Oh, you know, you get the video. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm doing the videos. You know, I got the videos. I got the audio. Like you said, like over a hundred, 120, 125, you know, audio and uh, 30 or something of right. whatever from here to, to there. And I'm like, oh, you know, and then a couple of guys, you know, like from Hops Geek, you know, they told me about, uh, um, you know, I'm like, how can I go and, and promote some like, you know, shirts or whatever without me doing anything about it? You know, it's like, right. oh, go, go to this one, you know, and then they, they pushed me in, in the right direction. And, you know, I mean, you're going to get something, you know, buy me a coffee and, and, and whatnot. Sure. So. And it, to me, it depends on what you're in it for. Too. Like we started the show specifically to combat all the negativity in the world yeah. and to share underrated artists and put a positive spin on things. And I can't tell you the number of times that we've had listeners say, I never would have listened to that album or I uh, gave that album another shot or, oh my God, I have a new favorite artist or whatever. And that matters to me. What, you know, I would uh, switch that with the money for you know, easily because that's what we started out to do. And we're, we're doing that. And we've actually, we've had many listeners uh, comment on the fact that like, you know, I love the fact that I know that at no point are you going to insult something I love or, you know what I mean? Like they know that we're going to always do something um, positive, but to me, the big payback for me has been so many people saying, you know, Oh, I'd never even heard of that artist before, or um, I never got around to listening to that album, but you guys talked about it so yeah. much that, you know, I finally did that to me is, is that's what we got in it for. And uh, you know, not that all of us podcasters are going to hear feedback all the time, but when we do get that feedback, that means the world to me. Yeah. So, all right. Now we, now we uh, kind of like, ventured in a whole lot of like music wise yeah, yeah. and some and some movie wise um you know what about like you know you said you're like into wrestling uh mm -hmm. i know you haven't seen like a lot of wrestling because you, you know um what have you been through with wrestling like who's your favorite well or? i grew up on it man i you know i went to wrestlemania 3 when it was here at the silver dome so i was there when hogan uh body slammed andre and yeah. uh you know all the way up through all the way up pretty much through the attitude era so like 99 2000 whenever you want to say the attitude era ended so you know degeneration yeah. x and austin and rock and all of that uh and i just kind of fell off with it like my son is kind of starting to get into it a little bit now so i've been watching it more with him again yeah. and whatnot but back from i don't know say 85 to 2000 i went to countless events of monday night raws and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i've been to you know royal rumble and the 
the Survivor Series and two WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania three and twenty three, um, both here in Detroit. And uh, I'm trying to think, what's the other King of the Ring, uh, SummerSlam, you know, all that. I've been been to all that stuff. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, the coolest guy on earth for me was Ultimate Warrior. I just thought yeah. it was just the, the greatest, you know. And of course, uh, later in life, the character of Steve Austin was pretty much directed right at me. I was a young, you know, mid twenties guy who, you know, hated my boss and everything. And we were drinking a ton at that time. So here comes this wrestler who yeah, hates yeah. his boss and is drinking. You know, so it was directly, uh, uh, squarely pointed at me. Yeah. You know, uh, and so I just had a, a riot watching all that stuff. But going to it in person was always fun oh yeah definitely to see and yeah and uh and even even in the last 10 years or 15 years that i haven't been watching and it's not like um with music i hate when people say things like oh i used to like that band but i grew out of it like i don't feel that i don't feel like wrestling is below me or anything now it's just not uh, the product hasn't been interesting enough for me to watch religiously like at one point there was a time where as soon as raw went off the air on Monday night, I was counting down the minutes to, to, you know, 8 PM the next Monday, you know, uh, because I was heavily invested in all the storylines and everything going on. And it just got to a point, it just got to a point where I would, you know, they, I mean, almost like with any TV show, if they bring on characters you don't like or whatever, you know what I mean? You're just like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I'm not keeping up with this now, you know? I mean, I used to like know like every character and all that. I mean, now, I mean, I still do, you know, I'll, watch you know wwe you know when i probably get a chance i always see it on youtube oh yeah um and you know because now we got like the apps and all that and yeah. you know don't re- i finally got to see royal rumble you know on peacock you know right um uh, you know shout out to peacock hey you wanna yeah yeah, yeah yeah hey you, know? you never know you yeah never come know. on sponsor there peacock uh you know and then um you know, and I, <laughs> I just look at we call it i see my my little uh uh you know the soundboard thing i have here and there's peacock right there so nice. uh <laughs> just and then it went away what the fuck anyway so uh yeah but it's uh you know i was watching that and i'm like wait a minute Royal Rumble. I'm like, how are you gonna do this shit they've been fucking firing shit yeah no shit you know let them right you know everybody's like doing different shit and going to a rival thing which i <sighs> you know me and my friend have a a uh hypothesis of what that might be you know it's like back in the day where ecw was around wcw and uh we call it you know they like vincent van was saying he goes well i want to tell you a story he goes in the background you know we were helping ecw out with money wise oh yeah for sure and then i but then there's people that's wrestling there you know like rvd or you know this person and this person you know, can make a big difference, make big money and all that, you know, when getting directed in the right way. So that's what they were doing. And then now you figure with that retrospect that they go into doing uh, like AEWs on one side, you know, almost like the right. WCW Monday Night Raw right. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you see AEW. Who's to say that Vince McMahon is like, you know, doing this with everybody else and, and, you know, budget cuts and then, you know, give them the heave ho, but then all of a sudden they go to AEW or impact and he has his hands dipped into that. Sure. Yeah. Who knows? You know? Yeah. Cause why would he go in and get rid of like the whole revenue 
almost the whole revenue right. of you know the the uh, you know the wrestlers, and which is funny because I I read about this and I thought it was just fucking like idiotic the way they did it. So Jeff Hardy, one of my favorite guys, you know, especially when he has the alter ego Willow, you know, fucking awesome character, awesome, you know, athletic. He has his problems, yeah. Sure. But he goes and they they get him out of there. They 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 release him. All of a sudden now they're like, oh, you know, we want you to come back, do the Royal Rumble. You know, he goes, listen, we'll give you a spot at the Hall of Fame. You know, if you come back, it's like fuck that shit. I'm like, yeah, really? Then if you're gonna do that, then you might as well have Matt Hardy go in there. Why have one person not the other? Right. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a slap. Well, it's like face. any industry, man. There's all sorts of politics that goes into yeah. all of that. You know. And uh, and then you look at it because like AEW doesn't look like they had that politics going on. You know, I mean, it yeah, but they're also a very very young company, man. WWF in some form has been around for you know 50 years. You know. Yeah. AEW is a very young company. They'll get there. We'll turn around but twice. They the- have like yeah. good fucking uh, a good a great fucking locker room set up now. Right, for sure. I agree. You yeah. know, it's like anybody that was on WWE has jumped over there and right. You know, or Impact or gone to Power, uh, you know, fifty five or whatever it's called. I think where uh, uh, oh, what the fuck's the guy's name? He's married to Mickey James. Uh, Ah, I forgot. But anyway. Yeah, I um, don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah, we call it. There's a thing. Uh, but then you see, uh, um, you know, uh, anyway, I'm just like, blown, I'm tooting my own horn for something and I can't really figure out what it is. But can you tell everybody uh, where they can find you? Uh, you know, and actually talk about your podcast, what it's about, basically. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the podcast itself is, uh, you know, I went into it a little bit, but uh, basically every other week we do an album review. Uh, we And again, we try and do it from as positive of a perspective as we can. And uh, and then on the off weeks, it's always just uh, sometimes it's artist interviews. A lot of times it's just uh, discussion topics, uh, you know, some of our favorite women in music or our favorite uh, artists who went solo or just, you know, things like that or, or underrated artists or like we just uh, this week we talked about artists who change genres and uh, when it's a good thing and when it doesn't work out well. Uh, and then completely independent of that is the YouTube channel, which is um, Infectious Group Vinyl, which is uh, I do two videos a week for that one uh, video every week is me sharing a either a very rare record that I own, or one that's special to me for one reason or another. Um, and then on Saturdays, the video is generally a uh, discussion topic like uh, uh, five really underrated albums or five great uh, albums that were the last album someone put out or, you know, something along those lines. Because a lot of times when you talk about bands, people almost always say, oh, well, I like the early stuff or, you know, a lot of folks listen to those first couple yeah. of records and they don't listen to the later stuff. Um, so, again, same premise, though, we're always trying to, you know, boost something up instead of, you know, and say, you will never see a video on our channel of uh, the five most overrated albums of all time or anything like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. uh, 
So you have all of those different things. So you get a podcast uh, episode every week and you get two YouTube videos every week. And the easiest way for anybody to find out anything about us is either on YouTube, just search Infectious Group Vinyl and subscribe to the channel that way. Um, or you can go to infectiousgrouppodcast.com and everything you need is there. There's links to the videos, links to where to find the show. Uh, we have a blog that literally for every show we uh, do talks about the, uh, the blog lists off like all the artists and songs that we mentioned in every episode. Um, Cause we had listeners for a long time saying that like, Oh, I listened to the show and you guys were talking about this and I wanted to listen to it. And I didn't, uh, I didn't write it down, you know, so we just do that for people. So they can go right to the website and get it, you know, so infectiousgrouppodcast.com go there. Or uh, if you're into vinyl records, if you go to uh, YouTube and just search infectious screw vinyl and subscribe to the channel, you get, uh, we got a hundred or so videos on there now and uh, two new videos coming every week for the foreseeable future. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to have to go and get like fucking vinyls now. I mean, I got, yeah, yeah. I got like about three, maybe four i'm not sure because i got you know like i said i, got, I think i have the cinderella one actually yeah i think i have the cinderella one overkill like the horoscope album and wow. there is another one i can't remember but i'll message you uh later you know we call it you know when i find it or go through it right on yeah. um, and then i'm, I'm gonna go because like you said where <sighs> albums can range like even to like the highest amount which could be 100, 150, whatever, or something like that. And I've noticed, but this is going back maybe a year, two years, even before COVID fucking hit. Um, you know, and I've seen the albums were like, and, and new ones, I mean, like new bands that now putting vinyls out there too. Oh, yeah. Like $30 or mm. 40 or whatever. But for that thing and i got a record player that i just you know i bought like maybe a couple of years ago i haven't used it in a, in a while but hey it is what it is so right on. you know try it on there but uh russ thanks a lot for being on the show and you know and cultivating some music standards right on. You know? yeah that's what we're trying to do yeah you know and then uh and also the the wrestling standards as well you know so <laughs> absolutely yeah so then um then you know hopefully uh you know i would love to go on your your show we could and you know even though i don't really have a vast knowledge of like different ones but like the songs and the bands or whatever i would love to throw towards you guys um right on yeah that that is one thing i'm terrible at scheduling people for our show but i it's a uh <clears throat> i don't want to call it a new year's resolution but it's definitely something i want to get better at so yeah 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 I mean, I'm I'm pretty uh pretty good again the the stuff and all that because uh you know my girlfriend always helps me out so she always gets me like a a pad or something to write down stuff like I always do now and also you know like a scheduling book which I honestly and and I have to say this because I haven't really used a scheduling book that much because now I just I have the calendar so I put it in the calendar sure and like like i did with yours i just send it over to you so that way yeah yeah you right remember. on <laughs> yep and um you know but like like i said it's awesome and you know i'm glad i had off for a couple of days so that way i can get this in there so yeah yeah right on and well, um, i appreciate you having me on brother thanks yeah man no problem you know and uh but like i said folks um also um, i forgot about myself here we call it that if you want to follow tattoo squid you, it's easy Go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E 
forward backslash tattoo squid podcast tattoo squid is t-a-2-s-q-u-i-d um and there's links for everything that's on there certain podcast areas to the the shop which is tattoo squid pod dot threadless.com and then you got uh buy me a coffee uh youtube instagram tiktok fucking twitch which that one i don't i don't understand because i know somebody on i think it's friday night uh party i think it is you know that uh the podcast and he does twitch and he does like music on there so i don't know how that goes you know with twitch wise you could play music on there and not get penalized you would do like on youtube or something i don't know yeah so i got i gotta ask him that you know because uh you know he's he was on a couple weeks ago and his his episode is going to be coming out and and with this when i have the episode i will tag you um when yeah tag us up. and we'll always make sure to retweet and, yeah yeah, know, yeah no, no problem yep. man that's all good we could uh you know because like i said i always like you know tag the person when i put it out there wherever it's the audio um the audio the video and the episode art yeah yeah so, um, and that one i'm gonna try to you know some good uh stuff that I can work with mostly it's gonna be all like uh especially the wolfman jack casey case um <laughs> yeah yeah and sure. um and get like a whole i don't know i'll figure something out right on but uh and skateboards too you know a skating ring or something yes sir so but uh yeah i'm going to talk to you a little bit after this i'm going to shut, sure. this, shut this down and then uh yeah so folks take it easy have a good night it is monday uh you know everybody's favorite fucking one day in the beginning of the week that starts off the hell <laughs> all righty and uh you know follow russ and infectious screws pod infectious screws uh, uh the youtube and you know like subscribe on both and like and i forgot what the other stuff is for the audio one it's been so long and i forgot about it um but <laughs> take it easy and we'll talk to you again and next week i'll have another episode coming out so get that checked out I sound like a doctor. Get that checked out. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. Take it easy. Right. Ah, That's all, folks.